something interrupt this podcast well this is the perfect time for a bathroom break or coffee time and now back to the show How's it going, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Somali Nomad. I am your host, Sammy, and I have an awesome guest with me today. Uh, can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Hi, everyone. My name is Lana. And um, uh, what can I say about myself? I'm a PhD student in epidemiology right now, so it's uh, very relevant. I'm not an infectious disease in epidemiology, though. My research is focused on pharmacogenomics and cancer epidemiology. So more about like safety and efficacy of cancer therapeutics. Other than that, uh, I uh, work part-time as a research associate and I enjoy hiking and road cycling. I just cycled to Niagara Falls, 168 kilometers and just hanging out with my boyfriend. And I think today we're going to be talking about my relationship. So that's, I think that's it for my introduction for myself. <laughs> awesome here. Uh, thank you, Alana, for at least, you know, giving that uh, awesome introduction. Uh, I've known Lana uh, for years, uh, since junior high. So it's been a while. Uh, then high school, we went together and in university as well. So uh, I've known her for a pretty long time. And I want to bring her on to kind of talk about uh, her experience in the relationship realm and to get her uh, thoughts and, you know, spit out some gems on that as well. Uh, so Lana, thank you for so much for coming on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, like yourself and your dating history, because um, you mentioned before uh, that uh, you're in a relationship currently. So what was your dating history like before you met your, uh, your boyfriend? Yeah, so I've been dating my boyfriend for five years now. Uh, before him, I was actually in another long-term relationship that lasted almost 13 years. So we were high school sweethearts, uh, and I was single for a brief uh, period of time in between those two relationships. So um, that's really my dating history. It's very simple and <laughs> short. <laughs> well, why, why was it uh, you felt like it was uh, so short, Uh like uh compared to your previous uh relationship and your current one what is like did you ever thought of yourself as like kind of like you know testing the dating market like did you ever thought of that or were you just kind of like kind of doing your own thing focusing on school focusing on work and then it just kind of happened yeah so my plan was to explore and to be single for a while i mean after being in a relationship for so long and you know the end was a bit dramatic and draining for me so my plan was actually to be single for a while but then um uh, my current boyfriend and I were friends before before we started dating. We played softball together, and I had known him for like three years before that. And that he was just one of the people that I was hanging out with uh, during that period of time, and we got along really well. And, you know, then feelings started to develop, and it felt a bit silly for me to let go of something that felt very meaningful with someone I got along with so well just to like go on the dating apps and stuff. I mean, I had tried it for a short while and it wasn't, it's not something I really enjoyed. It wasn't very appealing to me. 
And so I just told myself, you know, just go with the flow, spend time with this person. And as long as you enjoy it, keep doing it. And if you stop enjoying it, you can just call it quits. And five years later, I'm still enjoying it. Especially like me, you meeting your current boyfriend, you said you were, you guys were friends for like three years. Uh, it, like usually though, I, what I hear, especially for women is that, that they, if they have like a guy friend, they normally don't look at him as a, like a romantic partner. So like, what was it about him that you kind of like looked at him? You're like, ah, I may actually give this guy a chance. No. Okay. That's true. Maybe friend is a bit strong. We were like acquaintances. We were on the same softball team, but we never really hung out like one-on-one before mm-hmm. we just would go to like joint social events at the soft that was, that were like the soft for the softball team. So I guess we weren't like, because you're right I do have some guy friends and I could never see myself dating them because I think of them as like brothers almost yeah so I guess that was the difference I shouldn't have used the word friend because friend was a bit strong we were like in the same circle mm-hmm. so that's that's why it was that's probably why it worked out because yeah if he had if we had been uh close friends it probably would have been a lot more complicated and a lot more weird yeah uh, what was yeah. it about him that, that kind of you kind of looked at him like was there like a moment that you had with them uh, while you guys were playing softball or like afterwards that you kind of looked at him you're like ah you know what? this guy may be it like I may actually give this guy a shot was there like a moment or like something in your head that clicked you're like oh like I uh, never yeah. saw him in that, that kind of like view before what was that like mm-hmm. he's just like very easygoing and very fun and very open to new experiences and I think I was just it was just so nice and like easy being around him it was very natural we just um kind of have similar interests and we're both really open to trying different things and exploring the city exploring the surrounding areas and so I think it was I was just having a lot of fun with him and I think I realized like wow this guy is really fun and I really enjoy hanging out with him and everything feels so natural with him nothing is forced nothing is complicated nothing is um, you know, draining in any way. And um, I just realized that I really enjoyed being around him and that he, you know, he had like depth to him and he could, he could hold a conversation and he had like a lot of interests. And so uh, that was it. I honestly, I think maybe we were like hiking together. I think we went to like we went to Point Pelee at one point and we're hiking together. And I think maybe that's when I started to realize like, okay, this could be something serious. It's not just for fun. Okay. How long was that? Uh, like, was it like a few weeks after like, you were hanging out with him solo when you so started hiking? Like, you're like, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go I ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah. worries, no worries, Lana. Yeah. Yeah. So we had started hanging out maybe in like June, July, like it was July. And when we went to Point Pelia, it was October. So it was a few months after we had first started hanging out. Oh, wow. A few, uh, yeah. uh wow. So like a couple months. Yeah. So you're just, were you kind of taking a casual like beforehand before you're like, after that moment, you're like, oh, you know, I may take that seriously. Huh? Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. Mm. And w- <laughs> what about him? Was he kind of patient or was he kind of like, you know, giving you feelings beforehand, be like, hey, you know, I want to see where this goes. Or was he also kind of taking casual, in your opinion? So we've talked about this, so it's fine for me to say this, um, you know, in in a public forum. But I think he was a bit more serious about it before I was. And obviously his circumstances were different. He had previously been in a long-term relationship, but he was single for two years when we started hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I think he knew like pretty early on that uh, there was like potential there for something serious and that he was ready for something serious at that, at that moment, moment, you know? So I think he was like willing to be patient. Yeah, <laughs> He understood that like, you know, I was in a different place than him and he was okay to just take it slow. And so that was, yeah. as far because- as I know, that was his perspective. <laughs> <laughs> did you do you did you kind of understand his perspective afterwards because like guys and girls we kind of move kind of differently right mm-hmm. like a lot of guys went to Russian very quickly <laughs> beforehand and like uh, girls like to take things like like really slow as you mentioned so were you kind of like surprised when you heard him telling you that like you're like well, oh I can't believe that well I appreciated that he was so understanding and easygoing and patient because if he had 
at that point in time been trying to push me into something more serious, mm-hmm. we probably never would have worked out because it's just not something that I was ready for at the time. I don't think I had like the emotional bandwidth for it at the time. Yeah. So if he had tried to push me too soon, I I don't think that we would have ended up together the way we are now. So, mm. so the fact that he was like very patient and easy going about it, I think is part of the reason why we worked out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how was that afterwards? Like once, uh, like, was there a moment that you guys had that conversation? You're like, okay, let's kind of see where this goes. Like, what was that like afterwards? Uh, well, like- at one point we did talk about, about, you know, oh, like <laughs> joke, almost like jokingly, you know, dating other people and all this stuff. And then he kind of said, like, I, you know, I'm ready to be like exclusive. So if that's where I'm at, and then I had to sort of like spend some time thinking about what I wanted to do and whether I was ready to commit to someone else or whether I needed to spend more time just like exploring and focusing on myself. And ultimately, I guess I decided that, um, you know, I was, I was ready for this. So we did have a conversation though. We definitely had a conversation at some point about whether we wanted to be exclusive or whether we wanted to continue keeping it kind of casual. Mm, Okay. Yeah. And, uh, like, in regards to that, um, was it because, like, you had so much going on that, uh, like, you were kind of, like, you want to kind of keep it casual? Because, like, you said you were doing school, you had work, you had a lot of stuff on your plate. And also, too, like, you just came out of a previous relationship. So, like, like all that happening, that had, like, a huge factor of, like, you kind of, like, think have, like, a long-term thinking of yourself. You're like, oh, should I kind of plunge my hand into another relationship, right? Like, is that where you're kind of coming from? Well, I definitely knew I liked him and I definitely knew there was long-term potential there. It was just a matter of like, did I, you know, did I have the emotional capacity to like commit to another person and work on our relationship and, you know, give that person what he deserves from, from this relationship. I just had to sort of like, because yeah, I was busy. I was doing a lot of stuff and I was still processing a lot of things from like my previous relationship and just, you know, spending some time reflecting on, you know, how I contributed to what happened there and, you know, just sort of like trying to process like everything that happened and to understand, you know, what role I played in that dynamic and what role the other person played in dynamic and like making sure that I like really learned from that experience. So all of that was going on while we, while, while I was also seeing him. So, Mm -hmm. so that's really, it wasn't that I didn't like him or I wasn't sure about him as a as a potential long-term partner because I definitely liked him a lot and I were definitely very compatible in all the key ways. It was just more about whether I had, you know, the emotional, whether like I was in a place where I could actually commit to a serious relationship at that moment in time. Mm. You were mentioning like roles earlier. Uh, like, where where is that? Like, where where are you coming from exactly in regards to relationship? Like, because like I've talked to a lot of people on the podcast, and like everybody like has like different perceptions of like roles in a relationship. There's guys that want to lead in a relationship. You know, there's there, I've met women who want to lead, lead in a relationship. I've met people that want to be in a partnership. So, like, what was your mindset in regards to kind of forming this new relationship with your uh, your current partner at the moment? Oh, for me, it's definitely all about equality. I mean, each person has their strengths that they bring to the relationship. So obviously, you know, if you're strong in something, then you can lead with your strengths. But definitely, I consider our relationship more like a partnership. We're a team. And so we both, you know, we both pull our weight and we both uh, yeah, like I equality. I'm not looking for someone to like take charge of me I, I definitely don't appreciate someone who wants to like if someone were to try and control me or like dictate my life or anything like or overly jealous or anything like that that just wouldn't work with me I mean I have a lot of guy friends and I enjoy hanging out with guys as much as I like hanging out with girls so whoever I date has to be okay with that and I definitely like to be independent and and um 
I like enjoy autonomy and, you know, making decisions that are best for me with my life, obviously with the considering my partner and his wishes Mm -hmm. and compromising to a certain extent. But yeah, I definitely look for equality, someone who's okay with equality in relationships. Uh, But when I was referring to my previous relationship, that wasn't really a major issue. It was just that we were like very young when we started dating and eventually we sort of like grew apart. And, you know, when we started dating, we weren't even like fully formed human beings. So by the end of the relationship, we weren't very compatible anymore in terms of like the lifestyle we wanted and all that stuff. So it was also like thinking about what kind of person can I build the kind of life I want to live with at the, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, There's a lot to like definitely unpack like in regards to like grabbing the experience that you had in the previous relationship and trying to make sure that, you know, you pick up the good and the bad and make sure you kind of form that on the new one. Well, like, did you, because I know there's a lot of people, especially who've gone through like long-term relationship. Uh, did you worry about like, like baggage, like, uh, like emotional baggage? Cause like, I know a lot of guy friends I had when they're gone through like a, like a, like a breakup of their previous relationship, like some, sometimes they create negativity. Right. Uh, I don't know how it is for women. Uh, but like, I know a lot of guys that have like negativity and like once they meet somebody new, they still carry that negativity uh, towards the uh, new relationship. Uh, I don't know how, how's that like that for women, but like what was the experience like from moving from one relationship to another? I mean, there definitely was some of that, especially early on in the beginning, because I was still figuring all that out. And there were definitely yeah. things I did in my previous relationship that weren't great that I tried that I, you know, and that I became more aware of actually, as I started to date, started to distance myself, like, you know, as time passed and I distanced myself from it and I was able to, to look, reflect on it more objectively. I could definitely also recognize ways that I behaved that I wouldn't want to behave in the future sort of. Yeah. So there was definitely a lot of that in the beginning. And I think the fact that my boyfriend is like a very good communicator and he's able to like, you know, I think that's one of the keys to, I think maybe uh, keys to like a relationship success, just really being able to talk things out and to communicate and to like spend time understanding each other's perspectives. And I, I think that was the fact that he's able to do that and that he's really good at communicating and he can do that in a calm way was actually very helpful for me to, to figure some of that stuff out and to just even recognize what my baggage was and what I was bringing from, from, you know, from the past. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. So you feel like he, uh, he's like the, like uh, the best asset you've seen from him is communication. Uh, like, what do you one think? One of his. One yeah, of. I, that's one, <laughs> one of. <laughs> he has many. <laughs> Kudos to him. Kudos to him. <laughs> and uh, what about you? What do you think uh, you bring uh, in the relationship? I think I'm also very good about uh, communication and I'm definitely like willing to listen and to consider the other person's perspective and to compromise. I'm also... I'm not afraid of confrontation. So if I, if I, if I think that we're having an issue, like I'm not afraid to bring it up for us to discuss. I'm not one to beat around the bush or to sort of like shy away from confrontation or anything like that. And I think that helps. I think it helps that, uh, that, I, you know, that I'm willing to, to, to think about what I want and to say what I want and then to discuss that with my partner. So I think that's one of my strengths. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. That's fair enough. And uh, what have you uh, learned about the relationship so far? Well, it helps that we're very compatible. We have similar interests. We're both very active. We like to get out there, be active, do things. We both enjoy traveling. We're both, you know, nerds. Uh, we like to discuss politics even though we have differing views quite often on that well like we're able to debate it in a in a friendly way uh so i think and then we gen- in general we sort of agree on how on the type of lifestyle we want to have and you know the type of uh, life we want to build um we definitely each have our flaws and i think part of um, making a relationship work is just sort of recognizing each other's flaws and accepting them and being a little bit forgiving of them. 
Uh, so we, I definitely try to do that. And I think he tries to do that too. And I mean, we get into fights every once in a while, but we try to like, uh, once we've both had a chance to calm down to really like, if it's a major issue to talk it through and if we're having a fight about something silly to kind of like laugh it off and move on. Yeah, I think uh, fights are healthy because uh, yeah. in the end, it improves the communication, improves, improves the chemistry in the long yeah. run, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you don't have a fight, then something is completely <laughs> utterly wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ask you a different question, but like, what are your thoughts uh, right now on the current dating market? Uh, like from what you've seen from friends or family or even mm-hmm. people you know? Yeah, so I have I still like I still have a few, uh, quite a few friends who are single, and I you know, I hang out with them, and most of them are on the dating apps, and so uh, I just if I were yeah I just I'm not a fan of those dating apps. Like I they're kind of fun, and the the things that I think that are cool about them are that you are definitely exposed to so many more people than you ever would be if you were just meeting people in person. Mm-hmm. But I also think they're a bit it's a bit like a shopping catalog. You know, you're going through and you're swiping and you have like your checklist of criteria you think you want and then you're kind of like putting people into your cart or discarding them and yeah, yeah I just find it a part a part thing some things about it like really um it, it, it killed the chemistry I guess you yeah. know so personally like I would prefer to meet people in person but I understand that these days most of the time dating happens on the dating apps and it's hard to get away from it so that's my current that's my take on the current dating landscape I on the one hand I think dating apps are great because they expose you to a lot of people who you know are single and interested in meeting other people more so than you would just you know walking around you don't know who's single you don't know who's interested this sort of like you know makes some facilitates some of that and makes it a little bit easier but at the same time I think we're losing something by completely uh, moving dating online or to like dating apps and uh, but I mean, you still get to meet people in person and see how you click in person and see if there is a spark or some kind of chemistry once you've met them in person. There's just a chance that you've swiped left on some people because they don't meet like some criteria you are you think you're sure you want that maybe if you met that person in, in you know, in real life, you would feel completely differently, especially after spending some time with them. So yeah. that's sort of like my general take on it. You mentioned earlier that you you've tried it. Have you like played around with it, some of these apps? Uh, so, yeah, when I was single, I was on it like very briefly, but I found it a bit overwhelming. There's just mm-hmm. like a lot of me- messages to to keep up with, and it, you know, it's it's like a full time job almost. But uh, <laughs> I've also occasionally like. Uh, friends have you know pulled out their phones and opened up their apps, and I've like swiped on their accounts. So yeah. That's basically my experience with the which uh, which apps were they? Uh, if you don't mind me asking. So my friends use Hinge, Bumble, Hinge and Bumble, and a couple of people use Coffee and Coffees and Bagels. Okay. Or Coffee Meets Bagel. Maybe it's yeah. called Coffee Meets Bagel. I haven't heard that one. That's a new one. Yeah, but the, most people use either Bumble or Hinge. Very few people are still using Tinder because I think they've said it's it's a bit crazy on there. Yeah. Uh, coffee meets bagel and then i think one person was using uh, the dating uh, on facebook i think you can do dating on facebook now yeah i heard that uh, recently as well yeah which yeah. i did not know that's uh, very interesting yeah <laughs> yeah yeah facebook dating i did not expect that in a million years wow yeah, I yeah mean, I'm trying to get in that market now <laughs> yeah man there's all kinds of tabs and stuff on there that i no longer know what's available on face like all the features that are available on facebook there's a lot going on on there yeah but lana you sound pretty old school <laughs> i am <laughs> like, a little old school yeah for sure. trying to meet up with people in person you know but honestly <laughs> i i because like I, I wrote a book about like matchmaking apps uh because i i used uh muslim matchmaking apps myself and okay. like they, they kind of do are similar towards like like um, Hinge or Bumble or like Tinder for that matter. Oh, and I have a like, friend who was on sorry on um, the one that's for Muslims. Like, Muslimatch, you mean right? No, it's like Bill Billy. Bill Bill? No, never heard of that one. Oh, okay. Anyways, yeah. Okay. Is that yeah. a, is that a Muslim uh, matchmaking app? I don't think it's Muslim. I think it's for brown people, like for anyone who's from like India or Pakistan or. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. wouldn't know about that one. Yeah, okay. but I but I did use like some of those apps and like 
like I feel like in the end, those apps, like the, the major advantages towards women, because like you kind of mentioned yourself, you get overwhelmed with a lot of messages, which just means that you get a lot of matches compared to the guys, which they barely get any matches. Uh, they barely get any swipes on their profile. So, and the, the thing is, the ratio is like there's a lot of guys on the app compared to there's a lot of women on these apps, right? So, there's probably like an 80 20 ratio. Uh, oh, so, okay. women get a lot of like men all the time. And it is overwhelming because like a lot of them are creeps. A lot of them, mm-hmm. you know, do message, do DM with some stupid stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, the, the guys, the, the regular guys, like barely get any matches. And if they do swipe, most of the time the women won't respond back. So, it's, it's kind of uh-huh. difficult, I'm not gonna lie, with matchmaking apps. So, yeah. 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 But some guys also just swipe right on anyone. And I have a few friends, some, a few guy friends who've gotten very frustrated with it, who have just decided that they only talk to someone if they get a message first on Hinge or whatever. Only. If, like they've gotten so frustrated with it that they say I only engage if someone resp- like messages me first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is a yeah. very smart thing to do. Uh, that's what I kind of recommend is just like honestly, like especially with these apps, just create a profile, kind of make a, pro- a picture that's like you know really nice, like write as little as you can and just don't swipe. Let like any if a girl looks at your profile, let her dictate and if she messages you or swipes at you, swipe back and have a conversation afterwards. It's the most easiest thing possible. Oh uh, wow. I, uh, that, I know it's a very simple strategy. Just me. It, it's kind of worked for me, uh, but I use it for obviously for Muslim. I have not used Hinge or Bumble or Tinder, but like, honestly, like guys can use that exact same strategy. Like you don't have to swipe. You know what I mean? Like in the end, like all you are is kind of wasting time and you're kind of like shooting your shot. It's kind of a bit like gambling in a sense, right? Where but you it just is swipe kind it. of a role reversal in a way, because before guys were the pursuer and now it's like, you're leaving it up to the ladies. The ladies are the pursuer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause in the end, these apps are created for women. Like if you yeah. kind of go through the history with a lot of these apps. They're kind of made for women because the women are going to be the ones kind of looking at a lot of the guys, right? Like guys kind of picked up afterwards, but most of the time, like I know for the Muslim, Muslim, Muslim matchmaking apps that I've used, a lot of them was created for women. Uh, okay. So once you kind of figure that out, you kind of like, okay, I now you got to kind of understand like, hey, you know, like in the end, you got to be the catch. So, okay, yeah. I see. Interesting. It's, a very, it's very interesting. I know. I know. It's something I kind of like played around the last three years and I've gotten success on it, uh, meeting a lot of Somali women and stuff like that. So it's been interesting. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, like a trial and error type process, right? So uh, I hope if guys are listening, you know, try that out with a lot of these other apps. Like you can okay. get success. It's just you won't get that same success like women would. Like, for example, if Lana went on <laughs> these uh, matchmaking apps today, if she was single, uh, like you would get 20 matches per day. Wow, yeah. You know, like, and it's, it, yeah, See, that's a lot of, it's, it, that's, yeah, it's, over, it's a overwhelming though. On the other yeah. hand, it's kind of overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if a guy got 20, 20 girls matching them, that's like, you won the lottery right there. So, <laughs> Especially for some of your friends too, right? So, yeah. <laughs> but we live in reality, and that does not happen at all. They do. They do put a lot of effort in their profiles, though. I was traveling with a couple of them, and I spent a lot of time taking pictures of them for their for their hinge refresh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Just, just just tell them just tell them though write less write less okay. less is better honestly because like okay, the less info them. the better because like if a guy writes a complete profile like and he writes like essays on it like no girl's gonna read through all that there's no way in hell like oh, honestly like in the end they're like it's just like it's just like us looking at a girl like we're just gonna look at the picture we'll kind of skim through if they have a very easy profile to read then then that's when you'd batch but like that for guys i've seen a lot of guys write essays and like trust okay. me no one's gonna go right through that like these apps are meant for like a few seconds you catch the picture you look at the profile see if the criteria matches if not then they move on so, i do agree though there is uh something to be said for being concise yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I have like a catchy like uh, like line or something. Like I, that's what I did. Like I made a jokey yeah. catchy line, and then like that would usually catch a lot of people's uh, attention most of the time. Like I think for me, I wrote like a Craig David uh, type of line, which caught a lot of girls. I'm surprised a lot of girls listen wow. to Craig David. So it actually did work. <laughs> so yeah, you know, if that's you have awesome. something catchy, it does catch their eye, and then they'll message me and be like, "Hey, I love Craig David too." And then right there, you have an icebreaker right there. 
Yeah, that is a that is a good. I agree with that pointer, though. To have something on there that's a conversation starter, starter to help yeah. to help the ladies engage with you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you don't want to start cold, <laughs> especially in those kind of conversations. There's yes. no way you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and also that dating app I was mentioning is called Dill Mill South Asian Singles Dating and Marriage. That's what it is. Okay, so any yeah. Asian listeners uh, over there listening to this podcast, check that out as well. Lana, how can you guys up here? <laughs> <laughs> My friend met her husband on there, so it worked. Oh, wow. Yeah. Success story. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how did that actually work uh, for her? So he was living in the States and she was living here in Canada and they met on Dillmill and they started chatting and then, you know, it progressed and then he spent some time here. She spent some time there and, uh, and then eventually they decided they wanted to be together more permanently and they got married and then she moved to the States for a bit and now they're back here in Canada. So, so yeah, they've been married for, I think like two or three years now. So that's amazing. That's amazing. How long was she using the app for? Was she using it for a short amount of time or just like a while? It wasn't, it wasn't very long. I would say it was maybe a year. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. A year is a long time, but still. Okay, maybe <laughs> it's probably married- less than that, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask, like, if someone like you kind of mentioned with your friends, like, um, uh, if someone asked you to in helping asking like for like a romantic partner, like, like, hey, you know, Lana, can you help me find someone? Mm-hmm. Like, what would you advise them to do? What would be like your best advice you tell them to do? Uh, well, honestly, I think it's important to start with figuring out what you want. So mm. I think you have to have a good idea of what you want from a relationship and what you want from another person. Mm. And then it becomes a bit easier to to sift through. That doesn't sound very nice, but to like sift through people and to decide, you know, whether this person fits with what you want or not. That's a bit more of like a rational approach and some people are like offended almost by that you know some people suggest you just go with your feelings but I think um, it is important to consider how if you want something long term with someone to consider how compatible you would be long term yeah yeah okay okay um like did you like kind of have like a checklist yourself like uh, after like before you met your current boyfriend were you did you have like a like mental checklist but like yeah like the next guy I'm gonna meet has to have this 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 did you have that conversation like within yourself or like uh your family or friends or stuff like that like I wouldn't say I had a checklist like he has to be six feet tall and have blue eyes and like dark hair or like you know it wasn't anything like that but it was a general idea like I did want someone who was uh outgoing someone who was active someone who enjoyed traveling someone who enjoyed like going out and trying different things someone who you know was a was a decent communicator and like reasonably self-aware and like you know like I had a general idea but I I can't I didn't didn't, like write down a list of criteria or anything but there was sort of like a general idea that had formed in my in my head of like what I thought I wanted. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah. think we all have that kind of criteria. Like, uh, like we all have preferences. So like, that's what you're kind of mentioning. Like, as long as we have preferences, we kind of know what we want. There's a lot of times, a lot of people don't. So they right. just kind of like wing it and just kind of like, like date anybody they, they feel like uh, that walks at this point. Right. Yeah, uh, exactly. I like, think that's like it's some remotely attractive as well. Well, that's, I think some of some, some people that I, I know it's, um, like, I think there, there's just, um, they, I think maybe they haven't spent enough time thinking about what they actually want. I'm not sure that they even know whether they want a relationship or whether they prefer being single. I yeah. think, you know, and you know, if uh, some people ultimately might decide that they prefer being single and that's perfectly fine too. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of like figuring out what exactly you want, you want, and then being comfortable with that and pursuing that. So, yeah. 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 I was going to ask, because like, you did mention that you're, you're not a, f- a fan of like online dating, especially with the apps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also mentioned like old school approaches, like what kind of like old school approaches uh, were you kind of like mentioning? Is it kind of like friend hookups or is it kind of like parties? Uh, All like, of that. Like, yeah. Like okay. just getting out there, enjoying your hobbies and, you know, me- talking to people while you're doing it. And I think it's a good way to meet people who you you might have some common interests with and yeah, being open to meeting friends of friends, uh, 
yeah, but like you can't stay at home and expect to meet people using, you know, the old school approaches. The old school approaches involve like getting out there and talking to people and meeting people and like, you know, you have to have a conversation with someone to learn what you would learn about them by even just scrolling through their dating profile, right? So Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I, I, are you like a fan of like, you know, um guys like approaching women like especially strangers? Like guys approaching women, like spinning their game, you know, trying to you know, use a pickup line, you know, uh, that kind of old school approach. Are you a fan okay, of that? Not, or not really? that. No, like I, <laughs> I, I, like, you see, I do appreciate uh, being approached by a guy if it's done like in a certain way. So if okay. it's too, like, if it comes off a bit sleazy and like pickup lines and it's like too focused on like physical features or anything like that, then it's unappealing. But okay. if someone just approaches me and tries to have a conversation with me and is like friendly and is just like, you know, introducing themselves and trying to get to know me, then that I think that like I appreciate that and I admire that and I respect that. What do you think is like the biggest turnoffs, like for uh, especially for a girl seeing a guy coming in? Because a lot of guys, they, they get really nervous, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they have the fear of rejection in their head every time they approach a woman, okay. especially in those kind of things, right? So okay. like, what are you, what are you like, like, what are like, a, especially like, uh, like a woman would, would like look at, especially for a guy coming in? Like, are, are, do you see like any red flags? Like you would try to avoid or like, like guys don't be like, hey, don't act this way or don't say it this way. Like, what well, would you okay. Like, if I got the right now, because I'm in a relationship, if I got the impression that someone had a romantic interest or, you know, I would have to let them down gently, I guess, even yeah. if they are cute and appealing and whatever, just because I'm in a committed relationship. So I'm just closed off to that at the present time. Mm. So I, I mean, I wouldn't want to like reject them and hurt their feelings, but at the same time, I, I don't want to waste their time or lead them on. You know, I would want them to know that, you know, at the present time, I'm in a committed relationship. So I'm not looking for anything romantic or anything like that. Yeah. Wow. Has that so, happened? So that's the thing. <laughs> And I could tell you, like, those guys on the street that are, like, walk by you and say, like, so beautiful or, like, in a very creepy way, that's unappealing. And I do not recommend that anyone does that. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, that's, yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, if someone's just, like, trying to have a conversation with you, I also try not to assume right off the bat that someone who's approaching me and speaking to me is interested in me in like a romantic way but like if I start to get the sense that they are then obviously right away I want to let them know that I'm in a relationship yeah I've I have talked to a lot of women over the years and like the one thing like I wouldn't say it's a consensus but like I do get like a 50 50 on this like uh, some of them like obviously do like to dress up every day, right? And mm-hmm. uh, like there are guys that would come in and like you know are like nonchalant that will give a compliment to a girl like without hitting on them, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so it depends on how it's done. If he's, yeah. you know, if, if someone's just saying, "Oh, you look great today," I mean, that's very nice. I'm not yeah. who's gonna hate on that. Yeah, but yeah. you know, if it's like, oh booty's looking fine or something like that, you know, <laughs> like that's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's unfortunate it does happen yeah. a lot it does happen for you guys a lot i yeah 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 and i also i also think that if even if in the beginning there is like someone approaches you with that intention and then once you've like sorted out that that's off the table like i do think you can be friends after if if both people are interested in in, in friendship Obviously, yeah. some people like it, you know, some people's motto is like, I don't need any more friends, and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I don't think, you know, as long as, yeah, I think as long as no one has offended anyone, I think it's possible to just like move past any awkwardness. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, do you get like, uh, like, for example, for you or even any of your uh, female friends, like, like, uh, if a guy does hit on you, do you get do you get like a personal satisfaction? Be like, Oh, you know, I did look good today, you know, and he's kind of shrug his shove over you're like, ah, I mean, yeah, you know? it's flattering. It's yeah. flattering. As, yeah. as, if it's not done in like a degrading way, then yes, it's flattering for sure. Okay. Okay. I mean, who, who's gonna I mean, I think everyone appreciates that guys and girls. Like if a girl came up to you and said like, you're looking great today or like nice hat or great outfit, nice shoes, like whatever. I don't know. Wouldn't you appreciate that? Yeah. I'll be smiling all day today. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to lie. I'll be smiling all day. That grin will not be going down anytime soon. Yeah.
Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, so yeah, so that's that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Even if you guys are a committed relationship, you know, you don't mind getting that compliment once. No, in a while. I mean, of course, it's nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what are your thoughts on like um, people connected romantically through social media apps? So, like this, like I kind of mean by like you know, guys shooting their shot through DMs. Right. Uh, you probably, I don't know if you've gotten that or your friends have gotten that or family members have gotten that, but like, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like guys, like randomly, just like, you know, you open up your IG <laughs> or your Snapchat or Facebook and you just get a guy trying to like shoot a shot, you know, even though he never even bothered looking at your profile to see if you're in a committed relationship or not. Like, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, I'm old school, so it's not really my thing, but I do yeah. know some, I, I do know a couple who that's how they met. So, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think. It's kind of similar to the dating profile situation. If you if you swipe through someone's Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and you see a lot of interesting stuff there, and it's a point of you know a conversation starter, and then you message them to talk about something that you saw on their profile, that's kind of okay. But yeah. if you're just looking at the, you know the little thumbnail picture for a bunch of people and sending out messages without really you know sending out creepy messages without really look even looking at the person's profile then that's weird yeah yeah, yeah. you mentioned like uh your uh like uh, you there was two people that you know that that connected through was it the guy that uh dm'd the girl yes it was the guy <laughs> that dm'd the girl and then i guess i don't know how serious the intention was right off the bat but I, as they started talking i think they they realized that uh you know it started to get a bit more serious and then they met in person and then they dated and now they're uh, now they're in a committed relationship so yeah wow wow, wow. Yeah. so that's a success story right there that you would yeah. not recommend <laughs> <laughs> that's like you know when you see someone cute at a bar and you approach them and maybe you're just thinking casual but then you it turns out you like you know you end up liking them i guess yeah. it's like the modern modern meeting someone at a bar <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. very, very, very good point. It, yeah. It's a bit weird, though. Not gonna lie, like I, I, I'm not a fan of it. There's a lot of guys that love shooting their shot on IG. It's like there's a big movement uh, yeah. the past few years on the internet through Reddit forums, stuff like that, where there, there a lot of guys are encouraged to go on IG or Snapchat and or Facebook and just like uh, DM girls. You know, like I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of that because I feel like in the end, like honestly, like it's it's not natural in my opinion. I don't know. It's just me. I'm maybe in the minority of that, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm the same guy that loves matchmaking apps. Right. So I don't know. It's, it could be, it is a conundrum in the sense, but like, I just feel like in the end, like, like, I don't know, like, I I feel like a lot of guys are insincere. Uh, And even the women too, they looking at it, they're like, Oh, how many, how many women did he message? Right. Cause like, that's what they're thinking when they're seeing those DMS. I do agree with that. I do. I, I do agree with your points completely. But I also think it's not that different from dating apps, except for on dating apps, you know, someone is on there because they're interested in dating. And the idea is that if you see something you like, you would message the person, whereas messaging them on their social media can almost be a bit invasive. Yeah. So like, I get your point. But at the same time, it, it yeah. It could also just be a way to meet people because everything's so online now, especially during COVID. I mean, during COVID, no one was going out anywhere and meeting anyone. So the only way to communicate with anyone was online, either via Zoom or social media or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind matchmaking apps, but like the uh, social media stuff, I don't know. It's just... It's a bit weird. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like just okay, messaging at least like 20 girls per day on IG and yeah, DM especially and that. That's very weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very weird thing. But I, like I said, I'm in the minority. There's a lot of guys, a lot of friends of mine that do that. So, listen, guys, I'm just telling you. I'm just I'm throwing it out there. It's just a bit weird. But like I said, I'm in minority on that. So, uh, what's their intention when they're doing that, though? Uh, they're looking for somebody for a uh, uh, relationship. A lot oh, of oh, they are. Okay. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. And they feel like, you know, that's the way to go. And uh, I don't know, like I when I told them, hey, just use matchmaking apps is a lot easier. Uh, a lot of them just kind of shut me down. Like, hey, you know, like uh, we're 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 the hunters, you know, we're the pursuers. We got to hunt what we want. So right? like they oh. have this kind of, I don't know. It's a bit. <laughs> Maybe it's, that it's, goes back to what you were saying earlier, though, that the dating apps were made for women. So they feel like they can't do that on the dating apps. And this yeah. is their way of sort of taking back the role of being the, the pursuer and, and casting wow. their net wide on social media. Wow. Lana <laughs> going educational on me here. Wow. <laughs> I did not even think of that. Wow. The power dynamic. You're actually right. It could be a, cause you're right for matchmaking apps. It's hard to DM girls cause you have to pay for those. 
Mm-hmm. I've yeah. heard that it's getting crazier now. Yeah. They've been yeah. upping the prices. Exactly. I know that for the multi- uh, matchmaking apps I've been using, they've been upping the prices for that. I wouldn't be surprised for like Hinge or Bumble or Tinder for that matter. Either. See, that's that's so sinister to me. It's like very exploitative. It, it is. It's another thing that I really can't get behind. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People are look, yeah. trying to look for love and ro- romance and relationships and you got to pay for that. <laughs> yeah. They're monetizing it. And yeah, like, yeah. 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 That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. society we live in. You know, it's capitalism. You gotta love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and make a buck off of it, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so uh, Lana, I want to ask, like, uh, what's your thoughts on marriage uh nowadays? Um uh, yeah, so okay. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's not that important to me. Okay. Um, and I am in the minority here because most of my friends do you think it's like very important yeah but um i just you know okay that's not fair actually because marriage itself i do consider it to be like a higher level like a higher commitment because you're really sort of like stating that i'm committing myself to this person for life sort of and like so marriage i don't have like I do have a higher regard for marriage, but it's the whole wedding business and everything related to wedding and the excess around all that, that I'm actually not a very big fan of. So, Mm. so yeah, so I'm actually, yeah. So I guess uh, my thoughts on marriage are that I still think it is important and I do still think it represents a higher level of commitment. And I do think it's like monumental and important and it is important to sort of like acknowledge the significance of the event. But as far as it comes to like all the wedding stuff and all the excess that surrounds that and all the, you know, again, it's being capitalized and monetized and like, you know, everything is three times the price just because you're getting married and like all that stuff, that stuff, like it just kind of takes away from the moment. I think it like cheapens the moment in a way Mm -hmm. to me because it becomes too showy and too like, like pretentious, too much like pretense and stuff. And I I don't like that. Mm. So those are my thoughts on that. Wow. It it sounds like you've been thinking about it for a while. I uh, have, I have wow. actually, yeah. What what was the like? What was the metamorphosis of like you thinking about that? Was that something you kind of witnessed, uh, like a, a situation that you've seen with a friend or family or whatever that kind of well, made you think about that? Well, I was never one to like plan my wedding day and all that stuff. Like that's just it's just never been me. But okay. uh, I have had a lot of friends who've gotten married, so I've had the opportunity to attend a lot of weddings and go through that process with like a number of people. And then to also think about, you know, what it represents to me. And, and so that's sort of like how I arrived at what I said, just like Mm -hmm. I've had the opportunity to think about it just because, you know, it's been for, for a few years now, it's been like a part of my life as a, as a bunch of my friends have gotten married and I've gone through that process with them. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't, you don't foresee yourself uh, settling down. No, I wouldn't say that. I'm not like anti, anti getting married for sure. And it it is important to my, to my boyfriend. So it is something that we are eventually going to do probably like in the next couple of years or so. Yeah. But uh, uh, we just have to think about like what we want it to look like and how we want to go about doing it. But it's like, if I was, but it's not like super important to me. Like I could, I would, I could be very happy just continuing our relationship as it is without, you know, officially like getting married or anything. Yeah. Like kids are important to me. Like kids are something I definitely want, Mm -hmm. but getting married is not as important to me, which I think confuses some people because some people see like marriage and kids as like, you know, you get married and then you have kids. So yeah, there there is like a traditional aspect of it. And you're like, you're kind of like non-traditional in that. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who like usually don't get married, but they become like through law, right? Like it's like a civil type thing, right? Mm -hmm. Common Common law. Yeah. So that's like, you're okay with that, I guess. Right. I am. Yeah. 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 But like, is it the, I know there, I know I have a few friends that like, avoid marriage and these are guys by the way that it's kind of like a lot of it's kind of the financial implications are you in that camp as well like because there's a lot of money tied into like getting married and stuff like that or not really 
Well, okay. Yeah. I agree that it's become like very insane and you have to spend a lot of money these days to get married, but you also mm-hmm. don't have to, you can also have a very minimal and simple wedding. And a lot of people did that during COVID. So it just proves that it doesn't have to be a huge financial, like you don't have to get into debt to get married if you don't want to. There mm-hmm. is some pressure from like family and friends maybe to have a big event, event, but at the same time, ultimately it's up to you. Um, uh, and then I guess maybe like legally, if there are differences in the amount of money you bring to the relationship, maybe that's a concern for some people. And I mean, there are ways to go about that too with like prenups and stuff if you really want to, but it does, it could potentially be like a very awkward conversation depending on how your partner takes it. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then I guess if you decide to get divorced that I've heard that that can be expensive and complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel for you in regards to the wedding because you are one of the most popular people I've ever met. And the amount of people that would be coming to your wedding would be, I don't know, it would be like a city. Oh my God, my boyfriend's worse. His side (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow, he's just as popular as you are? Wow. No, he's more. He's he's the more popular one in this relationship. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of people you guys would be invited would be insane. Yeah, so it would be it would be quite the event if we decided to have like a really big event. So yeah, yeah it's a good a good thing you guys are gonna hold off that conversation yeah. for a while. That's a good good incentive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last question I want to ask is like, uh, what wisdom uh, would you like to want to share with everyone in regards to you know maintaining a committed relationship? Well, I what can I say? I can say that it's not always like you know fun and rosy, and like sometimes there are like you know, fights and boredom and other issues that come up, but I'm going to go back to my communication thing. I think it is important to be able to communicate with one another and to sort of be able to let each other know where you're at and what's going on and to, you know, be able to listen to the other person and what they have to say also without reacting to it very strongly to sort of like give them the space and and to feel comfortable sharing what's going on with them in order for you guys to together be able to resolve whatever issue you're having. So I would have to say like that communication and understanding and, you know, being forgiving uh, and like showing appreciation for one another are sort of like the things that help maintain a committed relationship long-term. Just, a, yeah. Okay, that's that's honestly a really good to answer. Honestly, like uh, yeah. a lot of, I feel like it's a lot of basic things that people can definitely pick up, uh, mm-hmm. especially when they're kind of venturing in, in relationships because it is difficult. Not gonna lie, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been in a few, and uh, it's it's it is. I feel like communication is key, uh, especially for a guy. Um, like yeah, because like I talk. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead, and then I'll I, I'll add to yeah, it. Yeah, no, I just mentioned like communication and something I like I wrote in the book as well. It's like it's a really big thing because uh if especially if 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 like you guys have that that have that lack of communication like it's you don't know what the other person is taking most of the time you know and then it's, it gets into a lot of mishap most of the time exactly because i think uh, for some guys it can actually be very difficult and i can like empath well maybe not empathize but i can sympathize uh, because you know there's some if they're more of like a macho type of guy or whatever they might feel vulnerable like too vulnerable or too uncomfortable or too, yeah, too vulnerable, like expressing what they're feeling. So then, you know, they bury it inside. And I think that can be very detrimental to, to our relationship. So, yeah. yeah. So I would encourage guys like that to let themselves, you know, to lean into it and let themselves be more vulnerable and to share with their partners you know, in whatever, it doesn't have to be like in, in some cheesy way, but to find a way that they're comfortable, you know, sharing with their partner. <laughs> so, yeah. Cause I do think communication is very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I can definitely go sign on that. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, Lana, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's an honor having you on. Uh, I really appreciate you spitting some facts and gems in regards to, you know, uh, your your current uh, committed relationship and all the other uh, the info that you kind of spit on in regards to you know old school approaches and online dating and all that jazz. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. Yeah, no problem. No, thank you for having me. And I hope that uh, this is helpful. And you know, it's a, it's a, it was a great conversation to have with you. So thank you for sharing your perspective on it too.
No, for sure. Definitely, definitely. And uh, first and foremost, like I said, I want to thank Lana for coming on the podcast. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening on the Somali Nomad. I am your host, Sammy, and I'll catch you guys on the flip side.